Well, there are over 34,000 stratas in British Columbia. And starting tomorrow, the B.C. government is ushering in changes it says will help protect owners in strata developments at risk of higher insurance costs uh, due to neglected maintenance needs. Joining me now to talk a little bit about the changes in regulations for B.C. stratas as of tomorrow is Tony Gioventu, Executive Director of the Condominium Homeowners Association. Tony, thank you for joining us today. Uh, It's a pleasure, Jazz. So walk me through this. Uh, how much of an impact do you think this will have on uh, stratas broadly in British Columbia? Well, the regulation change that occurs on uh, November 1st, being tomorrow, is going to require that all strata corporations must contribute a minimum of 10% of their annual operating budget to their contingency fund. So for the most part... I think this is a general practice of many strata corporations across the province, and many of them are also contributing more than that because they're planning for the future. Mm-hmm. However, I think a lot of the smaller strata corporations who've always kept their budgets to the minimum and kept their contingency fees to the minimum, this is where we're probably going to see the greatest impact. So what drove this for the government to bring in legislation for this to move ahead? Well, the concern is, of course, that people are really trying to reduce their costs um, with respect to their strategies and their operating of the buildings, but it's having a really negative effect because when they're coming up to emergencies or major construction (coughs) or major repairs, um, what's happening is they have no reserves left. And we've seen people use the reserves for emergencies and for significant insurance deductibles and other things that aren't about planning for the future. So 10% is really not a lot when you're looking at your annual operating budget. But the minimum 10% that applies now to all strata corporations makes this calculation in this formula very simple. Um, Broadly speaking, uh, when it comes to uh, condominium owners, I mean, you know, 25 years ago, we could argue a significant amount of society is living in single-family homes, and it's still a pretty large number. But we all know where the trends are. Single-family homes are not going to be the future in regards to what we build, mostly. Um, The focus is on condominiums and townhouses. What are the issues? And a lot of those are going to be, of course, under strata. What are some of the challenges and issues your organization is seeing moving forward that you think the province will need to start addressing? Well, I think that the greatest challenge all of these communities face is whether they're going to be proactive on their planning for maintenance, renewals, repairs, and financial planning, or whether they're going to be reactive when an emergency arises. And this, this is where the economics of strata living really comes in to either be really a benefit for owners or a real liability. And the difficulty we see on typical things like a roofing replacement, if you wait till the roof on your building leaks, you're going to spend, in addition to damages and emergency costs and everything else associated, 30 to 50% more in cost to be able to deal with that problem as opposed to proactively dealing with the repairs before they leak. You know, we get into a, a habit of just simply responding to the next crisis that comes along, but economically, it just costs everyone so much more. So I think that's the, the greatest issue that everybody's facing is how do we transform from a reactive type behavior into a proactive behavior? And, and increasing the amount that we put into our contingency is certainly a start towards that, but also make sure that everybody gets their depreciation report 
looks at it closely and reviews it every year so they know when the next big projects are coming up. Uh, can government uh, push, uh, push these stratas in regards to um, making those repairs and being more proactive with those repairs, as you said, beyond the fact that you have to have the contingencies? It can't force these people to be a bit more proactive in regards to how they address uh, some of the challenges for their respective buildings. What is there any legislation government can bring back in regards to policy that can drive some of the things that you're talking about? Yeah, not really. It's yeah. really about human behavior, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the challenge. And when you get a collective group of people living in a complex, you're going to have everyone, every range of person from those who have great jobs and who are affluent to those who are probably just scraping by and those on fixed incomes. And so, you know, so we have this real collision. And, you know, we have some jurisdictions in the world. Um, Ontario is an example and Queensland and Australia is an example where they have minimum formulas of how you're planning your long-term renewals and your, you know, through your reserve funds or through your contingencies, how you're planning for those. But, you know, the difficulty with that is um, they started quite a long time ago in doing that. We're basically trying to reverse the process of literally 60 years of behavior. And, mm-hmm. and that's just not an easy thing to do at this point in history. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the other things uh, that we've spent a lot of time talking about is short-term rentals. Uh, there's been different types of rental restrictions that have been implemented. And there are 34,000 strata corporations in our province. Uh, are there challenges that you're hearing about in regards to rental restrictions, other rules uh, that could create more work for strata councils and challenges that are there? Well, rental restriction bylaws for tenants that are 30 days or more and under the Residential Tenancy Act no longer apply. So we do have rentals, full-time rentals, but they're not the issue. Um, We have great tenants who live in buildings who even sit on strata councils, who play a good role in their communities. They're good for investors, they're long-term sustainable. But the the challenge with short-term accommodations is that it creates a very high level of transiency and use in your buildings. There are security issues that come up with it. There, the, the investors generally for short-term accommodations don't take an interest in their buildings. Um, that's one of the very common complaints that we get. They tend to abandon their investments other than the short-term accommodation of coming and going. Uh, and the people who remain in the properties are there, the ones left trying to manage. And if you're in a smaller strata of under 50 units, you probably don't have a property manager. There just simply aren't enough of them available in the province. And it's not an affordable service for your strata. And you, we end up with a small group of individuals having to manage the day-to-day life of the strata corporation. Mm-hmm. But now they're having to deal later on with all of the issues that come along with short-term accommodations. And, and it's a significant problem. You know, we have security breaches, we have bylaw violations, and then this group of individuals who's volunteered their time to take care of everybody's property are trying to deal with their operations of, of, of the property without the support of the investors. And that's a problem. Yeah. Tony, uh, thank you so much for your time. They really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you.